Hello everyone, this is Ashish. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are having a guest who's a professional videographer, professional photographer, Karthik from Karthik Pictures. And uh, I have been, <laughs> I've been, I've been knowing him for a long time. When did we first meet? 2020 was it? Early 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, because of one of... Just, just before the lockdown. Before or after? Was it, was it still closed? It wasn't before, I think. Or maybe it was just closing up. Somewhere over there. Yes, it was just closing up. Mm-hmm. Because we we did we did the photo shoot and then after that, I think it just closed up. And then after that, we came over for mm-hmm. the podcast. I came over for the podcast. Yeah. So if you do not know, Karthik has been in the early days of Talking Fire podcast. There was a podcast where Komal was a co-host as well. We struggled a lot uh, adjusting three people with two microphones. But we did it. I think that it was pretty long as yeah, well. Yeah, we got that through. And this time it's going to be just me and Karthik over here. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was just asking Karthik about some random questions when it comes to videography, color grading, photography. And he's a professional at it. He has done it for a long time. He has his own story, which maybe we'll get into. We did cover in the Talk and Fire podcast. But the point is that while shooting those like WhatsApp messages, I thought that why am I asking these questions and he's answering one by one and I'm the only one who's getting the information. How about just make a podcast and uh, that information will be open for so many. And uh, I have been harassing Karthik for the past three years to start a YouTube channel because the thing about YouTube is that people like us have to I mean, it's not only people like us. If you do not know, Karthik is also an engineer. He has worked as a software yes. developer for 10 years or so. <laughs> uh, but he has been doing yes. uh, videography for a long time in a way that he's professional at it. I'm not. So I have to go through YouTube videos and uh, learn all those stuff about lighting, color grading so, and things like that. So it, it's yeah. it, the only difference between me and you is you're doing that now and I've just done that maybe three years earlier. So I, I, began, yeah. I began the the career as a as a photographer then shifted into videos. Um, yeah. I've had experience of uh, video since I was a kid. So uh, I was lucky enough to have handy cams at home. So dad uh, always had a handy cam at home. So because of that, I've I've had that experience of you know shooting video, shooting people. It's always been there. It's growing always, up, right? uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's growing up, it's always been a part of my life. But the biggest sad part, or I mean, maybe the one of the only regrets. You know, I know mm-hmm. we're not supposed to have regrets in life. Uh, but we are. It's That's just my sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just sometimes you, you, you think of it and you think like, you know, had I known that this could be a career choice, mm-hmm. maybe my life would have been different today. You know, just just that sometimes it comes like I love I love the way my life has turned up. I, mm-hmm. I love the career path it's taking and where I am right now. But uh, sometimes when I when I get really tired doing shoots and, you know, uh, like just just tired because of whatever reason I keep thinking like, had I been younger mm-hmm. maybe I would have been a little bit more yeah. more springy and more energetic well we we all think about that like what if we would have made some other decision knowing what we know today yeah. 
but there's absolutely no way to know this <laughs> 10 years in the past yeah that is true that is true and uh, and also i mean it's also the fact that maybe i would not have met you in my hmm. alter life had i taken that decision yeah and maybe you wouldn't have had this podcast today huh think about like this kartik so you would have taken some other decision 10 year back and then something else would have happened 10 years along the way and then you would think that True. according to this maybe i would have decided a little bit different mm. <laughs> and then it never ends right absolutely <laughs> absolutely those. absolutely yeah yeah so we got a little bit off track coming back to the point so the whole idea of this one was that uh, kartik is going to teach us about few things about how you can uh, get to just use this insanely complicated device they call camera it's not simple at all uh there's a whole universe inside a camera and there's so many settings and how do you shoot a good picture shoot a good video uh about the lighting which is something apart from camera about the angles uh, maybe some of it we can use uh, like i was saying kartik wants to start a youtube channel i think he's taking it lot more seriously right now he has set up a uh intermediate uh, studio is going to move to a better one soon and maybe there's going to be some tips that i can share to you and we both definitely learn but more than that you learn because you learn both the aspects of uh, creating a video or starting a youtube channel that's the whole idea that's true that's true i think the i think the number one advice i would give anybody is If you have an idea go for it. Hmm. Just do it. Don't don't procrastinate it like me like I have done. I've taken way too long to come to this. Should have the ideas have been there like I think since the time we had our podcast almost mm-hmm. a year and a half back I've had this idea that you know I want to build this channel. I want I want to do this but I just kept putting it off saying that oh I don't have the right setup or I don't have this, I don't have that. And it's um it's it's just a, it's just time that you're procrastinating for uh, and for could be a number of reasons but i think it's time that you could have spent building more content for yourself like yeah yeah that that's yeah. that's like the inertia and i've seen it among so many people especially the videographers and photographers that i met through komal i said that you already know all this stuff like you can already create professional level videos can have you seen the videos that i've created like 3 years ago when i was already standing on like 100000 subscribers shining it is like everything is off angle is off is nothing over there i did not even know about white balance back then but but that's the thing you know so that's the reason why i respect you because you had the idea and then you acted on it and not yeah. not see the problem with us with us videographers or with cinematographers or dops is we know our stuff so the idea of perfection comes yeah. and sits in our head like we oh, want yeah. to do something really well like the video has to cut really well all the angles should be proper because of that half of the stuff that we actually want to create we don't because we are we are always thinking that you know what maybe i can do it better so it just keeps building but the different that's what i i respect about you like you it didn't matter whether you knew how good or bad it was going to be but you took that leap and that's a leap that a lot of us should be taking oh no like, but but I the problem is that i thought that i was amazing i thought the video quality is great <laughs> so but that's but that's the thing right yeah. that's the thing so even whether you thought of it or not mm-hmm. you you went ahead and did it 
See, yeah. the idea is to do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and the idea—it's not just about like having the idea in your head and not not doing anything about it. Like I have an idea for about ten videos right now in my mm-hmm. head, yeah. but I haven't gone about to even like you know put that out onto a script or because I'm thinking, okay, I need to get this, I need to get that. So I'm not starting the process, but you've already started the process, leapt into it, and then. Now you're, it's like now you're fine tuning what you already know. Yeah. So you're learning on the way and you're fine tuning it rather than knowing and not doing anything because we want to give out a good product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a very good term for that. It's called inertia, right? So if there is a, like a giant wheel, very heavy, it's extremely difficult to get it moving. You'll have to put a lot of energy. And that's the inertia where it is right now. It's actually Newton's first law. <laughs> you must have studied that as well. <laughs> and, and once it starts moving, now it's difficult to stop. So, so right. that's all that you have to do. Get it moving and, and break through that. And you, you have been working out a lot. You have been in at least weightlifting, right, for a long time. You know that is an inertia as well. There's so many people, like, from tomorrow onwards, I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> and that tomorrow does not come for two years. And yeah. and the worst part is, like, if you stop, right, if you, if you stop at any point of time, it takes a lot of time to get back into gear again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you the inertia catches up and it's 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 forever it's forever like you know riding riding behind you waiting for you to stop so that it catches on yeah this is this is the amazing thing where everything comes together uh i've been talking to so many students for so long and a major domain is competitive examination and a big problem that a lot of aspirants have is that for some reason, because of semester examination, because of campus placements, you have been through them all. Uh, they just stop their gate preparation and they have like a one year gap. Uh, sorry, one month gap. Sorry, God forbid, one year gap. So one month gap. <laughs> and then the most difficult thing is that getting started again. So what I generally yes. tell them, because yes. I have also faced these things, is that don't start immediately. Like Let's say you were studying like 12 hours every day. Don't expect yourself to be studying 12 hours every day after that one month break. Start with like two hours, ramp it up to three hours, four hours, five hours, and gradually smoothly move into it. Otherwise, it's very disheartening, right? You said 12 hours, studied two hours. God damn, that's not even 20%. I I think not even just for the the exams, I think even even for our Mm -hmm. journey, jobs as well. Like, let's say if I go six days without a shoot and I don't, and I haven't been doing anything about it. Like, I, let's say I haven't, like, you know, taken out my camera for anything. Mm-hmm. The first half an hour of, of actual, of when I'm actually in a shoot, it takes me a lot of time to get back into my groove of, you know, shooting, getting my compositions and my framings mm-hmm. and all of that, right? So that half an hour, yeah. had I been, like, you know, slow, like, even if I'd taken out my camera even once in those six days, it would have been a lot more easier, but it's just that sudden stop and then start again. It mm-hmm. takes a little time. So it should, it's, and for us, we, we can't do this gradual thing. We have to be at the top of our game when, because it's a professional shoot. Mm-hmm. But I've had that happen. So I tell, like, I tell people, like, in general, even if you have a break, don't stop taking out your camera to do oh, something. Yeah. Just fiddle with the settings, take some pictures. Whatever happens, just keep fiddling with your camera and your gear. Yeah, you you can be perfect and the best at getting yourself back from that kind of bench position, but you will still be wasting some time 
and that's what should be going on in your head while you're taking that long hiatus that at least some time I should be putting into it yeah. just to maintain the continuity and that's it until unless you Correct. decided to take a vacation for a week and then just yeah that is also important right completely forget about it a complete reset but but make sure that you need yeah. you need you need a break mm-hmm. yeah but but then again that one week sometimes becomes one month and then <laughs> it's completely something that you used to do <laughs> yeah all right uh, okay kartik so let's let's get into what you can uh, tell some novice people about videography all right photography is a very specialized domain that very few people wants to get into that's like if you want to be a professional photographer you're going to be doing photography but videography is such a wide domain that nowadays because of social media you can make reels you can make tiktoks you can make uh, youtube uh you can start getting into advertisements i you know that i'm not professional at it but when i was in india me and komal did some general like product photo shoots and some clothing and stuff and made money out of it just because we knew how to sure. operate a camera right uh so we are i th- i think we should not get into the iphone photography or a cell phone photography although that's a big deal these days the right. the quality no, of videos in iphone so i think we should start with that do you have any tips for that um so for me the the main thing i would say is for any content creators mm-hmm. uh i know it's just easier to shoot everything on the front like mm-hmm. you know the facing yeah. camera with the camera that are facing but your uh, you know your back camera the one that you shoot other people or other things mm-hmm. with is a lot more stronger mm-hmm. so i tell people that you know um whenever if if you are at home and you have the opportunity of you know uh, let's say if you can um, place place the camera and all of that i would say the first thing that you should invest in is a small tripod and a mobile holder um then you keep the mobile where you know the back camera the stronger camera is facing you and what mm-hmm. you can do is if you want to see what you're shooting is keep a mirror behind Mm. so you see what you're actually shooting when what your framing is <laughs> but the stronger camera is going to be a lot more the quality of the you know footage is going to be a lot more better mm-hmm. yeah and i would also say very important um what people don't take into consideration is light is the key yeah. light is the key it doesn't matter whether it's a small it's a small light but as long as it lights you mm-hmm. up it is more it's going to be a more better quality video than not having lights or having random lights mm-hmm. yeah so you know a, a small a small ring light or nowadays you have these small tubes like godox has these tubes mm-hmm. you can keep that tube right next to you on the table mm-hmm. so you can have that spread of light that's falling on you and the and the stronger the light your obviously your camera you know your iphone it's going to react and it's going to make sure that you know you get a better quality output so it's very important that these small things if you're going to be a content creator then you have to start investing in these small gears your tripod you know your mobile holder and this small set of lights because eventually you know so that the whole vlogging idea obviously works because people want to know about you as a person and your personality but you can get a slight bit of quality into it by having these small things 
you're not changing mm-hmm. a lot you're not changing yeah. a lot but you just need to understand yeah. that you're not investing a lot important. more it's just just the placement yes. of the same resources right where where do you put it correct and and the worst thing that you can do is have a light of a tube light or a bulb which is like 5 <laughs> feet above you and uh, it will give you a super unprofessional look although you can take out the same bulb do a little bit of do it yourself and have a very cheap butter paper correct. on it and and you you'll get correct. a professional level light just by changing the level and the other thing about the ring light is that a lot of people just put the ring light on the camera or the cell phone and get a flat light but you know as a professional correct. that there's a three point lighting system right uh, where you have to put it like in a 45 angle as a key light and you can bounce off so it. a three point lighting mm-hmm. system is is a little is a it's a, it's a very high it's like a you know higher oh, yeah. end of thinking yeah. but it's always it's always lines like what you said the 45 degree angle mm-hmm. the light falling on the face is always a lot more nicer mm-hmm. because it gives you a, so uh, the the key thing to remember is that it's not just about lighting your face fully but having shadows in your images in your video because shadows are what create that depth like let's say if if at all my light was dead center so i would have a different type of shadow right now it's a little bit off center yeah. so because of that there's a little shadow here and a little shadow here so it gives you that depth otherwise it becomes a very flat 2d image yeah so yeah. it's very important to understand to place where your light a small shift of yeah, placement yeah yeah like you said in you know, a just a small changes mm. and uh, your diy thing is it's absolutely perfect so what i used to do was i used to have this uh, table lamp which i used to cover with tissue mm-hmm. papers yeah, yeah. or a sock you know socks your white socks are amazing diffusers so you can have a really powerful light on and you can put that onto those mm-hmm. you know those olden table table top lamps so you can have the light Correct, yeah. bulb coming in and then you can have the sock yeah. on top and that gives you a beautiful soft light mm. so yeah, yeah. yeah it's just uh, it's just essential to understand that you need to think of light you need mm-hmm. to think lighting yeah you can you can have the most basic cell phone camera i mean i started with a motorola e4 the 2017 and the cameras that you are having is literally 10 times powerful than that yeah. and i'm not saying that i was doing Absolutely. it great uh, but i knew few things uh, that window lighting is a larger source so you don't need to worry about your cheeks shining your nose shining and it becoming completely flat and white so these these are very very tiny things that you can just incorporate it's not about investment people start thinking oh i need to start a youtube channel i need to put like 1 lakh rupees <laughs> into it no most of the time you already have i mean i started without even a tripod i just placed it behind a on on top of a television that's it so it's it's more about how much you want to just capitalize on the resources that you already have correct although it is becoming very competitive in the youtube domain these days because because of the professionals walking in uh, like nowadays it's a full on career right and does yeah, any yeah. any random video that you see on your feed is not going to be by a random guy who does not know about lighting and just saying with a trashy audio quality 
so so you will have to take care i would say the investment was zero at some time at uh, like 2017 18 it was zero you could really start with zero investment but now you should take care of at least the audio and uh, and the yes, lighting audio part is important yeah so i would say that even if you invest somewhere on like 5000 rupees you would be more than good to go that's even like way too much you can just invest in a little bit of uh, butter paper and some bulbs and stuff and make it work it's just that you have to pay attention towards technology right <laughs> you have to understand the technology no again again i think it's not just the tech part like i said what i respect about you is the drive mm. it's very important to have that drive like if you're driven you're driven enough then you will find a way to get it done you will find a way to you know like okay just your thought process starts driving you more than you know anything else like you your thoughts are like okay you know what i have to get this done now if i have to get this done how do i do it and how do i do it in the easiest way possible mm. psychology it's very important part right very few yes. people pay attention oh what do i need to start a youtube channel <laughs> how much money do i need to invest how much tech do i need to learn and nobody talks about psychology and uh, i have been i have been training few people to start their own podcast lately and the thing that i focus about most is dude you can get everything right everything perfect and professional you can invest thousands of dollars into it but if you're not consistent it's all into the gutter if you yeah, if you do not post no past third podcast what did you do the first two for um now uh, can you tell few things about a professional camera if someone gets it or if there's a need to get it how should we go about it so um the, if you have well, let's say if you are shooting uh outdoors <laughs> it's very it's it doesn't matter what kind of a you know whether you're taking a full frame or an aps-c sensor camera when you're outdoors the light is good enough for even having an aps-c sensor now if you want to get better quality indoors <laughs> there are two things that you can do if you have a basic lighting setup then you can have a full frame camera to get better quality out of it or if you have a good lighting setup then you can have even an aps-c camera which is a basic entry level camera having that lighting setup is important all right like hold on i'm going to i'm going to stop you over there because this is where i need you i do not really know or understand what is an aps-c and what is a full frame i've heard the term before as well i know full frame is costlier uh but what's the main difference between these two so uh so a full frame a full frame camera the sensor is 35 basically mm-hmm. like if you remember you remember films do you remember a film yeah yeah so uh in a film has those rectangular boxes right mm-hmm. so each box is one picture mm-hmm. each negative so if when you open up a negative of an older film camera of a you know film you'll have those rectangular boxes so the so that is 35 mm so basically 35 mm is one picture in a film mm-hmm. okay now a full frame camera is basically that 35 mm sensor is equivalent mm-hmm. sensor of that film mm-hmm. okay now an aps-c sensor is basically a smaller section as in the middle section of your 35 mm so it's not a full 35 So it's a smaller section cropped right cropped 
so that's the, so basically when when what happens is when people say that you know there's a crop factor in like you know in an APS-C sensor you have to have a 1.5 crop factor when you're using a full frame lens it doesn't mean that you know mm-hmm. the 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 sensor is reading it different it just means that the sensor is taking the center part of your 35 equivalent so your field of view is changing mm-hmm. not the not the readout mm-hmm. yeah yeah, uh, so I have right now, I've been using Sony A6400 for the past three years or so. I think that is an APS-C sensor. Uh, it's not a full-frame yes. sensor. A good example yes. of full-frame would be um, Sony S3, I guess. A3 or S3? A7, A7 III, A7S3, mm-hmm. the whole A7 line is mostly full-frames. A7, right now, the current A7 III, A7S3, it's full-frame, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the layman's term, I'm just going to get a big, better picture quality with a full frame. Yes, it's because um, it's a, it has a lot more, uh, how do you say? Information. It's a lot more powerful. It's a lot more information that okay. you're getting out of your sensor. Not, not, not mm-hmm. out of the same, the sensors are different. So the pixel, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not technically strong because most of what I've learned is all very self-taught. But what I understood was the pixel density in mm-hmm. a full frame, as in the size of pixels within that mm-hmm. size is a lot higher than your APS-C sensors. Because of which mm-hmm. you get more information. And because of the fact that you have more information, your your quality of the output is better. Makes sense. I think it is cropped and then it will try to stretch it. So per unit place, there will be lesser pixels. Yeah. And then the second important thing, I think that people, first of all, if you're doing an auto and just using a full frame or an APS-C, it won't make much difference. These things starts making difference when you're professional at it and you know the settings of the camera in a way that you are color grading and moving to a higher level of picture quality. In the most basic level, I think a layman will hold just a um, APS-C camera just like he would or she would. A a full-frame camera. It won't make much difference, right? You have to Um, know what you're doing as well. For sure. So so what happens is the obviously the auto mode in a full frame camera is a lot better than the auto mode in an APS-C. Oh, okay. So so because because of the fact that let's say if if both of these cameras you take them indoors and both of them are pushing their ISOs to somewhere around thirty two thousand or four thousand or something higher, what happens is because it's a a full frame has the ability to process noise a lot better than your APS-C sensors okay because mm-hmm. it's a full frame camera and the the sensor is bigger so it takes gets more information so because mm-hmm. of that even in the auto mode if at all both these cameras are pushing their ISOs the mm-hmm. full frame camera will have a better ability to process that noise so it will look better Makes even sense, in auto yeah. mode yeah 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 yeah, so you will be much better off with a full frame. But if you need to know, full frame generally costs twice as much than, than the other <laughs> one, right? So you will have to invest Correct. that much amount of money as well. Although I would say... And the reason why... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, if you are a beginner, I think it's better to invest less, learn the camera. 
Oh, yes. but but there's like you you have to give it a thought. If you have money, uh, you will be spending three <laughs> times later <laughs> if you're going to be upgrading, no, right? So so I'll t- uh, so wh- where I found issues is uh, you can you can buy a full frame. So like I I know I know friends of mine take take uh, for example uh, musicians a guitarist. Now it's not necessary that he should start off with an acoustic guitar. He can actually start <laughs> off. he or she can actually start off on an electric guitar so it's it's not uh, the i the the point of the fact of the matter is that let's say you're facing some troubles in your shoot mm-hmm. the idea of progressing from a lower camera to a higher camera is that you know each of these settings and you know the how to let's say if you're facing an issue how to overcome these issues So let's say with the crop, with the crop camera, you're you're facing some issues with let's say the noise. So how are you going to post process? Hmm. So your post processing skills get better. And let's say, and also let's say now you want to reduce the noise, then your lighting skills get better. So having those um, obstacles in your path helps you understand. what you can do better so when you obviously when you upgrade to a higher end camera you already faced all of these issues before so the quality of the output just gets better you know yeah, so that's yeah, why yeah. i tell it's it's not that they can't do it it's not that you know you can't buy a full frame and just go all out shooting it's yeah. just that you just need to understand why you're getting a full frame why why is it that you are uh, you know you don't want to have an aps sensor So just the understanding that why is important. Is, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's I, a personal belief. No, your personal belief is now my personal belief because <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> if you if you want to go and do experiments, you can do it. But if someone is has been doing it for like years and years, better listen to that person. I wanted to get into lenses because some might not know lenses as much important, if not more, uh, than yes. than your uh, body itself. But before that. I remember you saying that you rent a lot of equipments and we should talk about it because if you are confused about which one to take maybe you can rent it and try it out first right so tell me about your whole renting thing How, you you rent the equipments all the time right so um uh what happens is in especially in video shoots uh clients have a specific requirement like they they want you to shoot with a specific system or they because uh, most of the time it's not just you like you won't get mm-hmm. the entire project you might just be the cinematographer for the project the editing would be doing done by somebody else so at that point of time they would ask you to shoot with a different camera system which you don't have and which you're not used to so that's that's where the aspect of renting comes into play so you rent out this equipment uh, so from like from my personal example like i i i'm a nikon shooter i i shoot with nikon almost all of my time but with video what i've had to do is i've had to actually break from that and shoot let's say i've i've shot with canon i've shot with sony and more so with sony than any other camera uh sony a7s3 is what i've been shooting with of late so and now no personally i can't afford the sony a7s3 it's it's expensive it's somewhere around uh, 2 lakhs 3 lakhs oh okay 3 3 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's somewhere around 3 lakhs and i personally can't like i mean right now i can't do it maybe later sometime i would want to because it's just easier to have that 
you know it's sony a7s3 has got a beautiful quality to it mm-hmm. and uh, so right now when when you can't rentals are the best way to go about it you you can't tell a client that that you know what i don't have this camera so i'm not going to shoot for you that doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. it really doesn't so rentals are your place to go like you know you can rent out the camera you can rent out the lenses and if the cost of it is is such that that you can either take it on yourself or you can put it onto the client it doesn't it, it's a very less cost mm-hmm. so rentals are are you know um i would say life savers for mm-hmm. people who who are doing this on a professional scale and want to get better because uh, if you have to learn only from your own cameras it's going to be difficult mm-hmm. let's say now you've shot you've shot with an aps camera for a year you know all the settings you know everything now the next camera upgrade you need to make a very conscious decision about what you want to take which camera do you want to take why are you taking it so then how would you go about it mm-hmm. most of your camera gear stores don't have demo pieces at least in india we don't like i i have i have mm-hmm. never seen a camera gear store have all of the demo pieces of the equipment that i want to test out mm-hmm. ever never happens mm-hmm. So at that point of time rental spaces are the only where you know, only places where you can actually get the gear that you want and mm-hmm. try it out. Yeah. Especially because and it's important because um very very simple fact is you cannot get it's it's very difficult to buy all of the lenses possible. Um lenses let's are say, bloody expensive. Yeah, it's extremely they're, expensive. They're very expensive. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. So let's say if for me i'm i i have a uh, i like the telephoto range of 2470 mm-hmm. but what happens is the prime lenses block lenses they have they they have the ability of getting more beautiful pictures mm-hmm. more beautiful video renditions so at that point the you know i can have a 2470 for my everyday work but then if i need them for very special specialized shoots then i would rent them out Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rentals are life savers because they they don't stop you from you know going like you know delivering a good product like mm-hmm. you know that okay you have these ideas so yeah 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 that that's a good option nowadays especially in like a city like Bangalore you can basically rent everything yeah. out right you can even rent out a laptop <laughs> right that's also possible you can rent out if you, you can to, rent out editing it. laptops you can mm-hmm. rent out Uh, you can tripods you can rent out lenses you can rent out flashes it's very mm-hmm. important flashes i think are are again something that's uh, for somebody who's starting out as a photographer it's mm-hmm. very important to have flashes and as a videographer even being able to rent out small lights so uh, mm-hmm. you can rent out even lighting equipment like these tubes and and you know uh, maybe basic in uh, you know, a sl60s so being able to rent out that stuff and trying it out for a day you have an entire day to try out that equipment mm-hmm. like yeah. imagine what all can you do you can you can test it out you can you know you can crank it up uh, see mm-hmm. what effect it's having on you so yeah. i think rentals is a good space for you to learn and and one should not shy away from investing in slight like you know some amount of money into renting yeah. out stuff to know the difference in quality that's the thing people especially what i've seen the problem with a lot of people in india i know that all of us come from a background where we have always most of us have seen uh, financial struggles right 
and yeah. that has uh, trained us to save money to this point that we don't like to invest now one thing that you have to understand is that a saved up money is always depreciating that's not going to do anything for you what the best thing that you can do to get back from it is to invest and you will have to ask every month when you get your paycheck where do i invest this money otherwise it's just rotting away so you you will so have to get the best investment you can do is in yourself correct yeah 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 uh i never ever had any beliefs on the stock market and all i do not know i saw the bitcoin thing again <laughs> rise and fall uh, one investment that is never going to uh never never going to betray you is the investment on yourself because it is always building or a skill that you can learn so you should think about Absolutely. investing properly and uh, also like a lot of times what helps is talking to other people who are specialized in that domain that one hour right. of conversation can save like years and years of mistakes so you should think about how you are going to use your money not how you are going to save your money right true true and i would also say um so for me one of the biggest learning factors is actually going on sets to other uh, mm-hmm. cinematographers and oh, yeah. videographers sets and just just observing you know you don't you, you, you should you shouldn't disturb them you shouldn't ask them questions during Correct, their yeah. shoots none of that stay back <laughs> have an idea Shut of them. like an overall yeah just just have an overall wide view of what is going on and i i kid you not the amount of information that you can see the the equipment that they're using what what they are you know what are the feel that they're trying to get what is the theme so you know it's just a treasure trove of information just being on set with somebody else if you can i would suggest that everybody should just try and get on to somebody's set if they are very serious about you know this uh about you know video making videography and film making get on set and just observe just observe what everybody mm-hmm. is doing and it, it it doesn't necessarily have to be only the cinematographer because uh, i can tell you very honestly uh the dop cinematographers they have their space but the gaffers the the lighting technicians yeah. the sound technicians um you know all of these guys every one of them all of these technicians play a very very important role in getting that frame so understanding what they are doing and why they are doing it is also a very very valuable lesson like you know those lessons are something that you cannot learn yeah. from you know texts or from you know watching videos you can yeah. only learn them when you are on the scene mm-hmm. you know yeah that's how people make career in this field how the hell do you think some people get into bollywood or hollywood they are like assistant to other people who are working they shadow yeah. them they learn it by being on the field it's as simple as that you have to absolutely put some struggle under the sun all right i want to go a little back and forth so you have been having a youtube channel for a long time and you do post over there whatever your professional shoots are i'll put the link if you want to check it out here some some of the most fantastic videos the most professionally made videos over there but since now you want to take it more seriously what do you want to do like uh, create a video which might be a tutorial on how to video shoot stuff like that yes um so there are uh, i think what as of now in at the top of my head there are about um three varieties of videos that i want to make 
one of them is tutorial based videos <laughs> like uh how you know how one of like let's say how would you have a basic lighting setup for shooting portraits so a tutorial based on that so tutorial <laughs> videos are one set of videos uh gear review <laughs> like so so i've i've had the fortune of you know uh meeting a lot of lot of photographers and videographers in my you know experience and i've been able to see a lot of equipment that they use and i myself have also researched about a lot of equipment that somebody who's maybe a solo person like a, a one a one person a photographer or a videographer they there is some equipment that can actually help them you know make their process and their workflow faster mm-hmm. that yeah. way she or he you know maybe just having that equipment can make their life easier mm-hmm. so yeah. i that's the second set of videos i want to do i want to do like you know gear reviews and the third set uh which which i like and which i re- you know realized that i like doing a lot is podcasts yeah i used to do them i started them during the covid uh, mm-hmm. scenes like i used to do instagram lives with a yeah. lot of uh, you know friends and uh, yeah you have and, a lot of connections know. in the industry right you can keep bringing them on as well <laughs> yeah so i, I want uh, so that's the third type of videos that i'm concentrating on like i want to get uh, you know to do podcasts Mm-hmm. and yeah so these three are like like my driving force for this year this year i'm actually very excited for this year um it's so for the longest period of time i've i've actually had a very um, very i wouldn't i wouldn't say negative mindset but this it's always been like you know can i do it like uh, you know where 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 am i seeing the light at the end of the day it's been it's been a it's been a very difficult mm-hmm. uh you know just to stay on course to to be able to you know pursue this full time uh but the last year mm-hmm. has been amazing and uh, i've had a lot of time to think about myself and you know change my mindset and this year like youtube and you know putting out more content shooting more content for myself and learning and uh becoming a, a full fledged dop is is my goal like you know it's it's where i want to be so mm-hmm. i'm i'm really excited for this year i i uh, i there's a lot i want to do there's a lot i want to see you know yeah guys you're you you're, you're a man of constant growth i completely trust you uh, one thing we should do is just uh, change the video because it's close to i think uh, again time and uh, my battery yeah. is also dying so i'm going to change the battery and uh, we can continue cool. from there yeah uh, the, i used to sometimes use that road wireless go so it will be directly plugged into my camera and sometimes i'll be using uh, just the the recorder of that uh, camera right and uh, sometimes i would just plug in and not turn it on so it will be co- continuously <laughs> recording an absolute mute throughout and that has happened to me multiple times I'm sure you have some stories as well like how many times have you done the full oh. thing and everything went to the trash can right yeah everyone has that so uh so so for me uh, I think one of the uh, biggest uh, lessons lessons that I've I have had and I've mm-hmm. told people about it is always have a backup mm-hmm. so uh so for me whenever I go to shoots I even if it's a low end camera I actually have a second camera backup 
in case something happens mm-hmm. to the to my first camera <laughs> and even when i'm recording sound um i will try to record as much as possible i will try to record two sources mm-hmm. so right now um i have i have this mm-hmm. i have the the h1 so what i usually shoot with is a lapel mic mm, yeah so my so the lapel is always here mm-hmm. and this will be recording separately mm-hmm. yeah so it's always so i i have this just to ensure that you know is this a piece of mind that okay somewhere <laughs> somehow the sound is being recorded yeah, yeah yeah and if if i'm screwed both ways then god bless sometimes photographers go to like a place properly book tickets for it, go over there shoot over there and come back with nothing right that has happened a lot of times as well man that's a mess especially oh, when wow. you're getting paid for that <laughs> what are you going to say oh. <laughs> right i've i've had um, again this is this is something that that has come with experience mm-hmm. uh, so a lot all of my cameras right now have a two slots mm. especially my ca- cam yeah two sd slots for shooting photos especially they have two slots all my cameras because one of them will be shooting raw one one slot will be shooting raw another shot will be shooting jpegs oh really so in case <laughs> something happens in case like you know some something goes wrong some something is out of tune out of whack then i will have a secondary like you know yeah but but uh, that's a that's an inbuilt camera thing right it's not an external thing so you will need a camera that has two slots right yeah yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah so so that's it so that's another another reason why like you know um between the entry level cameras and the and the and the higher end cameras this is one of the biggest differences and it's a small difference people might say that you know what it's it's okay but it makes a huge difference especially when things are going wrong because uh, you know just the ability most most of the high end cameras will have a two slot cameras most yeah, of them will yeah, have yeah. two slots professional ones so just the ability yeah. of backup yeah just the ability of being able to have a backup for your work is immeasurable piece yeah yeah because because some day or the other i mean 100 are going to go to the waste right but some day you will be thanking yourself right oh my god absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. just just one second my headphones are going out okay what what was the whole thing recording so far Yeah yeah that was all recorded. No no right. my my headphones are We'll just continue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you I feel old. My my <laughs> knees. That's what you've been telling me for the past like 3 years or so. I think it's more of the mind thing Dude, again. <laughs> no 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 no. It's not just the mind thing. Uh also this is this this advice is to every photographers in matographer who wants to pursue this young old whoever it is please please take care of your body mm. very 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 strongly request suggest <laughs> and and whatever whatever means necessary i'm telling you please take care of your body treat it well because at some point of time you will want to pursue goals that your physical body might not be able to take so you have to take care of it you have to exercise and people don't realize this but 
as photographers and cinematographers you really need to be in oh, good physical condition physical if you thing. want to last yeah, an entire day yeah you have to day. go to the positions yeah. right to take an angle that you need yeah and who's going you, to do that you for have you? to push There's no robot doing that for you exactly yeah so so this is what i've yeah, I've, yeah. i've discovered that you know as, as a videographer i'm i'm straining my body a lot more than when i was a photographer i'm not joking uh people mm. might feel mm-hmm. otherwise but as a videographer i'm because it's a continuous thing right sides, yeah you have to change it it's it's a continuous thing and it's also a lot of motion like you are moving a lot mm, yeah like you, you know just just yeah. the ninja walk <laughs> just being able to shoot stable with a ninja walk itself is an exercise bro i'm not joking it's <laughs> ooh wow all right like i i have spent okay go go <laughs> no, 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 no! You please go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> no, it's because I've actually spent some time on the treadmill doing the ninja walk. I'm not joking. Okay. Off like when I'm walking on the roads or walk, walking on the streets, also. So what's the ninja minutes, walk? Is it like you moving practice. with the camera? Is it, I don't know that lingo. So, so the so the ninja walk is basically like you know you're you're like you know not. standing full straight mm. you're more swinging oh, on your yeah, knees yeah, yeah. got it to do so like slightly the vibration right yes yeah, you want to be yes. more stable yeah to get more stable footage you need to have like you know you need to be more like slightly bent or down on your knees and have that very smooth motion and yeah so oh, you did that wow, on a treadmill you practice yeah, so, that so i practice that on some a dedication yeah <laughs> That's some dedication. That will get you fit so, and healthy. I told I, you, you I, lost I, I hold, I hold like a, <laughs> I hold like a two kg dumbbell hmm. bar like this, oh just my. to replicate yeah. the weight of a camera. <laughs> That's great. And, yeah. And people look at me as if I'm mad in the gym. Oh, you do that But, in the. Uh, you do that in the gym, man. You don't give a shit, right? <laughs> I don't care what they think of me. <laughs> That's good. That's because good. Uh, I realize that that's that's my huge weakness because. Um, What's happening is bro very honestly I'm getting opportunities. Mm. I'm getting opportunities but my my body is not able to keep up to that and I don't want to be there. Like mm. I really had to rethink, reevaluate my lifestyle and you know a lot of things about myself, my physical body because like that those opportunities are there and I don't want to screw that up because I was not in a physical condition because I didn't take care of my body. That's it's, that's it's so beautiful me. that you are taking care of your diet, you are you are taking care of your health, you're taking care of your body, you're working out all because of your passion. Most people go to the yes. gym to look good, maybe look like uh, the celebrities that they see on movies and maybe on Instagram. or maybe boys to get girls and girls to get boys or anyone they want to get but you are doing it for passion and that's why they wonder all the time why they miss out gym after every 3 days and why they go and eat junk after every 2 days but it's like the drive is completely different for you how old are you because i cannot tell how old you are and i forgot a little bit but for the audience how old are you i'm 38 You're 38 and you look great and you're still like you are struggling like an 18 year old would and that's that's great right most people yes. settle down by that time so so <laughs> no, i 
I got lucky, bro. I really got lucky because I I found what I love doing. Well, you searched for it. You took actions to pursue it. Otherwise, uh, if uh, sure. people do not know the story, in two thousand ten, if I remember correctly, you left your job, right? You just left your job and uh, you never looked back. What was that year? Not two thousand ten. It was two thousand sixteen. Oh, okay. It 2016. was like you worked for ten years. I remember just ten. Right? I worked for ten years. Two thousand. Yeah. 2000, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I worked from two thousand and uh, not ten. I worked for nine, nine something years. Two thousand seventeen is when I quit. Not. I actually, very honestly, I didn't get. I didn't quit. I I got fired from my. Yeah, job. I remember the story. Uh, they let you go, <laughs> but ten years of experience, yes. you could have easily gotten another job. But that was like a awakening yes. time for you. Forget about it. How about I just pursue photography and videography, which you were doing on the side, but it was never at like your full potential. And think about it. It has been like seven, eight years, and it has been net positive, despite. of that covid you shot for ipl for god's sake yes. right yes. so so that's a big deal right you would have never been able I, to do I, that uh, if you did not take the steps then not just that so so for the longest period of time i actually thought that you know i could balance and i could do both like i thought that you know, i could have a job and and i could pursue photography and video making but uh, i realized that uh, like if you want something really badly it's difficult to keep both feet yeah. on two different roads someday boats. or the other you know, you'll have to make that decision somewhere or the other you have to make that choice and for me the photography and video making was probably the easiest choice i made because i felt lost in the other field like i actually i actually started when i started my career i loved coding but eventually i i lost that that you know that love somewhere down the line and it just became too too political and i, I couldn't i couldn't yeah. handle the yeah i couldn't handle that job scenes but with with photography and video making every time i feel down and and i think that you know i can't go on i realize that i don't have a plan b hmm. like um very honestly last year january i really thought of quitting this career hmm. i i was on the verge of taking that step i didn't like things were not going that great um i was really in a in a, mentally and physically i was in a in a very bad mess <laughs> january 2022 <laughs> was really bad and i didn't have any like you know shoots coming in as well so it it was a lot of time for me to process i thought maybe i could go back and do some coding so i i spent some 10 days trying to learn coding <laughs> and my body physically rejected it mm-hmm. like my brain was so fried in those trend days just trying to go back oh, to so something it's so much like more difficult now right now that you know how fun oh, it was right so now it is much more difficult yeah so so then i realized that i don't have a plan b hmm. there there is no plan b for me this this is my life right now photography and video making this is my life this is my plan a b c d till z there is no other plan b well there's nothing for me so that clarity helped me like you know push through a lot of difficulties <laughs> like you know this is where i want to be yeah so, life becomes lucky. pretty simple once you just decide yes yeah absolutely I, because then i knew that what 
ever happens now this is where i have to go <laughs> like how do i come out of this like where where am i you know there's a lot of decisions i ha- i had to make like if i have to come back into this career if i have to do this again then i have to put some boundaries for myself i couldn't be the old me because the old me didn't survive this mm. so january 22 you were thinking of quitting yeah. which is more common yeah. than you think we have all been there i've decided to quit uh, once i have thought of i have given it a thought komal has given it a thought everyone who pursues something so difficult in the artistic domain at least once thinks that maybe i should just uh, put down the sword and just pursue more conventional career they, they, they are so easy i know that i can make much more money have better life over there so how about think about just doing that but it's something that just pulls us back i think it is nothing other than like our love for the art so that was your situation in 22 january first quarter and i can relate with it but just before before starting this podcast you have also said that 2022 has been one of the best years of my life so what changed after that yeah so um, so 2022 i think the first and the foremost i think the most important thing that i did for myself was set boundaries like i said you know i told uh, so i got out of my old price bracket because what was happening was that i was putting in like even though people were paying me lesser i was putting in the same amount of effort mm-hmm. i was putting in a lot of effort but i was not getting the returns that i was I, i thought that i deserved so it was time for me to like you know put a restriction saying that you know what if i have to take out my camera this is the basic amount of money that i need to get paid for this time period wow yeah and it's very very important to set it's those boundaries powerful. because yeah yeah because what happens is that if you don't do it if what what will happen is and if you just continue taking up projects mm-hmm. without realizing like you know where they're going or without realizing you know that that you're unhappy you will reach a saturation stage and you will question like why am i doing this for this price point and i had reached that stage because it was just too much of effort what people don't realize is that um when you when you when you doing a project it's not just about clicking the photos you spend those 3 hours there and then you spend another equivalent 3 yeah. to 4 hours sitting and sorting through those photos and editing them so it's just not just at that point of and time and not to mention the hours of preparation right? you don't just wake up yes. and walk over there right planning correct yes. correct so you 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 you've put in that time you've put in the effort so you should know what your value and worth is and which i had lost at some point of time i had lost and i i, I didn't understand that so my first thing when i told myself that i'm coming back into this career is i had to set a boundary for the 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 amount that i should get paid this is the amount below which regardless of who the client is i'm not going to work <laughs> so what that did right off the bat is i lost about 80% of my clients <laughs> 80% my clients i lost because i kept that boundary saying that you know what if i'm going to come back to work this is the amount that i'm going to come at but then what happened is 
you know things always like you know life always finds a way things always find a way so the remaining 20% of the clients who not just stayed back or the new clients that i was getting they were coming in at that new price point and when they were recommending me to others because mm. my profession is a lot of word of mouth yeah 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 so so when they were recommending me to others they were recommending me at that price point mm. so that became my new normal your market changed right yes my market changed the 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 people that i was dealing with changed and uh, what the effort that i was putting in now seemed of more of value because let's say i was shooting for 10 days but for those 10 days earlier i used to probably be shooting for 21 days to be able to shoot for those 10 days and feel that value mm-hmm. so i have a lot more time to spend with myself and my family which is which i believe is very important so that was that was the first thing that i changed about myself the second thing and this i think is also important for all photographers cinematographers videographers anybody coming in when you're dealing with clients you don't shoot unless you get paid in advance hmm you because get, there's a lot of you, hassle in getting the money i've seen that they yes, you just keep on texting yes, them calling yes. them hoping they pay you for the work that you've already done that's such bullshit yeah exactly exactly yeah. and it's a lot of strain it's a lot of stress on on the it's mentally a lot of stress and also it takes emotionally a lot of stress because mm-hmm. you you're you're like why is this happening to me why is this happening when you know for a fact that this has happened because you you let it happen very honestly we are the ones we are the ones who let it happen if if we tell all our clients like boss if you want us to come and shoot pay 50% advance then mm-hmm. so so right now okay so i'll just tell you what my flow is right now right now it is i um i tell my client i need 50% advance to shoot i will come do the shoot then after i finish editing what i do is i send out watermarked images watermark oh, images yeah, that's a good watermark strategy. edited yeah. footage you check it out but yeah but so i mean... send watermarked yeah you can see you can see the edited work um if you want some changes i can make the changes but now you need to pay me the other 50% before i i transfer any of the final products to you yeah that's so cool so this yeah. way again 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 what what has happened is that this way has simplified my mind's process and it has weeded out or it has filtered out a lot of lot of people that I didn't want to deal with because it's i i, I couldn't take that emotionally at at some point of time i'm like why why am i begging people for the money that i have earned mm-hmm. like i have worked hard i've struggled the for the worst this. thing that can happen to an artist is that you're getting paid less than what you think you deserve and an artist yeah. sets the price it's as simple as that you want it you take it otherwise you leave it i'll invest my time somewhere else it's as simple as that it's a creative process not everyone can do this so if if you want my time then it's worth this much right is so, that a third one what else did you realize so <laughs> so important <laughs> um so the the third thing that i i realized that i wanted to was um so i'd become very uh uh comfortable in 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 what i was doing like i i was comfortable in let's say uh pre covid i used to do a lot of event i was i was into a lot of event photography and that and that used to pay all of my bills and i used to have a 
I used to I used to have a good number of shoots. So I become very comfortable in that zone. So I, I did not have a goal. I did not have an ambition. I did not know what I wanted to do with this. I just thought that you know I could be in this space and I could just live it, like you know, uh, just work the rest of my days like this. But COVID came and changed all that. Like it it took away the majority of the work that I that I was shooting for. So then I had a choice. Then I had then I had to choose. Like I had to go find. why i was still doing my job why i was still doing this so then in that process i realized that you know i i loved shooting video i i love shooting making videos and i love the whole you know storytelling aspect of it i like uh, i i don't know it's, it's just a beautiful process for me like video making and film making and cinematography it's a very beautiful process for me and i realized that that's where i want to be like Mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting that out into the universe. I'm putting that out, saying that you know what I want to be this. I want to be a DOP, and yeah. that's my goal. That's where I want to be. And I started pushing that out. I I started reiterating that to myself, saying that this is where I aim to be. So whatever I was working on, what I was doing, what I was watching on YouTube, what I was trying to get, all started like you know moving into that direction, and. slowly slowly i was getting more work on the video front i was getting i was doing more work there and uh, by november by november i had the good fortune of working with an agency that actually gave me that opportunity mm-hmm. to they said that you know what we want you to be a dop for our production shoot uh, for people who do not know dop stands for director of something right production or something director of photography oh photography yeah Yeah, yeah, I I I remember so, you saying it back when we were in Bangalore as well, that you want to move in that direction. I'm so happy that you're finally moving, right? Yeah, and mm. it's it's been uh, it's been amazing, bro. Like just just the fact that in January I thought that that's where I wanted to be, and in November I actually got a chance just to put my foot into that door, mm-hmm. you know, just 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 slide in, and and know what that world felt like. I I am really grateful to that agency. Um I'm grateful to that people who gave me that opportunity because it showed me what I I could look forward to, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. just being able to say that this is where I want to be, it has helped drive a lot of my, you know, a lot of my efforts and dedication towards it. Hmm. So yeah. it's been a fantastic 2022 2023 has been a fantastic year for me. Yeah I I just love the idea that when when we human beings are back to a corner we are forced to think about something so remarkable and something that we never paid attention like it's not a very complicated yeah. idea know your worth know your price and uh, it's not a very complicated idea that take the money in advance but we never open our mind to those things until unless we are forced to do that and a lot of people are afraid of those situations the rock bottoms and back on the wall but those situations are very important how do you think i got the idea of youtube i had nothing nothing other th- going on i was about to lose my job i i did not have money to pay back the bond amount and i started thinking what can i do i started looking at other options i made like a full chart of the things that i can do i looked at okay there's some teaching opportunities okay maybe there's some money on youtube and that's when you think about things that you never thought of before 
So I think you should embrace these moments a lot. And the second thing that you got into, knowing your price. I also got this whole idea somewhere in 2020. See, the simple thing is that if you are going to increase the price, say 50% of your clients are going to go away. You are going to double your price. You are going to earn that much, but you invest half the time. So invest, you invested less right. time. And even if there's no client, invest the time on yourself to improve the quality so that you get Correct. to the point where you're paid that much. And this is what I applied in like all Absolutely. the art of speaking courses and especially the consultation. Because consultation is like my time one-on-one time. And I know that this is worth of my Correct. time. So why should I ever talk to you if I'm not getting paid that much? So I'll rather invest that much time in something else. It's as simple as that. And so it's a very easy concept, but people are most of the time so panicky because of the life going no, uh, on. Uh, yeah, I no, it's I think it's 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 more to do with uh, hurting other people's feelings. Hmm? So a, <laughs> a lot of us are afraid of very very true. I, yeah. I, I mean, you can ask a lot of lot of uh, a lot of photographers, videographers. They say that we are we are afraid of hurting the client. Yeah, makes sense in your we're, field because it's a very like face to face, right? A lot of times you talk Correct. to them. Yeah. But but the simple aspect is that if you're professional about mm-hmm. it, if you go about it in a professional way, then they will respect you in a professional way too. Because clients also want to deal with people who are in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes so sense. when you show that front, when you show that front and say that, you know what, I'm a professional and this is how I, I deal with it. And uh, one, one very important aspect uh, which I think a lot of people, you know, look over, but I think is very essential to our industry is reliability. Be reliable. No matter what happens, uh, reliability is a huge USP in our market. Oh, yeah. You, p- if you, you are, deliver if you are what somebody, you promise for, right? Yes. You deliver what you promise. It does not matter whether, whether you know, uh, whether the client wants more or not. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you deliver what you say you can. Mm-hmm. And you and you stick to it, and that will get you more work. Be reliable. Hmm. Yeah. There's no other two ways about it. Well, <clears throat> yeah, this converse- conversation is fantastic. I want to keep on going, but the problem is that I have to catch a train. <laughs> Although, yes, uh, we, we talked very little about photography, but the psychology, which is much <laughs> more important, I think we have done true justice to it. Uh, before we close it, uh, since you are starting to take uh, YouTube and podcasting seriously, do you have like any question for me that I can maybe help you out with? I, I first, I want to uh, understand like when you're doing a podcast, uh, right now this is like an impromptu thing, but do you also have like when you call somebody on board, do you have like a specific set of questions that you that you drive through <clears throat> the conversation? Yeah, I don't. You have experienced it firsthand. So my podcast is very unscripted and it goes where it goes. Uh, my way of whole podcast is the Joe Rogan thing. The way that he does it is completely unscripted. And I generally, again, prefer to talk to people who I know or at least have talked mm, before. Yeah. I don't want random strangers and talk to them for one hour. That would be difficult. So I don't. But it's not a bad idea to have a structure and that's more of a show than an unscripted podcast. And you have like set of uh, phases where you would want to go. 
but it is more of a work as mm-hmm. well because mm-hmm. i enjoy talking this is barely work for this is nothing this is fun for me this is not work for me so you would have to decide whether you want to structure it out now there are different people as well like maybe i'm just a conversationalist and i just want to have talks and others maybe it would come too difficult for them in that way if they have a set of questions or a structure maybe it will help them it will guide them right so it depends on the host mm. mainly yeah so it basically depends on what i want uh, what direction i want this podcast to go in yeah so so my, my whole idea is that you can see that we never planned to talk about a lot of things that we did end up talking about yeah. right and that's the beauty and the magic of an unscripted podcast and i am in love with that so i'm going to definitely keep on doing this and i do not want a structure in my right. podcast uh, but the more often than not podcasters do have a set of questions that they want to ask uh, podcasters do have a structure you might see sometimes they have like a rapid fire round or a quick this kind of question right, right. right? Uh, but uh, i don't i don't want to do that one but it is perfectly fine if you would want to do that as well makes sense some sometimes you would just make it an agenda that this part of the podcast i'm just going to talk about something current affair or some burning trending topic and uh, that is a strategy <coughs> as well but then again too much work uh, and if you're ready to put in that work <laughs> that's fine as well right yeah okay and this, okay so yeah. and i have another another question sure sure yeah uh, so do you post these podcasts in other places other than youtube like uh, amazon or or spotify or how, yeah yeah how do you yeah, go yeah, about that yeah. process do you need to youtube is actually you a very small amount of money fraction. to be there no no that's that's a big question that a lot of people get it's 100% free So what I use is oh. is a platform called Anchor. Now Spotify has bought Anchor. When I started, Anchor was an independent platform. And uh, what okay. it does is that you just upload it. It's like the YouTube studio of podcasts. And podcast is way different from YouTube because YouTube you upload videos and you upload your podcast also on YouTube. People do not understand. Your podcast is not only on YouTube. So once you upload on Anchor, it will throw it on apple podcast google podcast spotify and bunch of other platforms that i don't even remember the name of but they are like uh, 7 8 platforms where my podcast goes uh, but mainly these three are important number one is spotify these days obviously and uh, the second one would be apple podcast that iphone users who have like i music they use it all the time and uh, next google podcast for those people who do not have uh, the uh, i iphone version right and other than that i'm just seeing it it throws on mm-hmm. amazon music it throws on overcast it throws on iheart radio castbox pocketcast radio public stitcher so it just distributes it you upload wow. it once and it's just available there's something called rss feed and uh, it just throws everywhere your podcast and the best part is that nowadays spotify has a video version so people do not need to tune in on youtube to see the video version you can easily see the video version on spotify other platforms has not given you video version like apple podcast you will just be listening to the audio but you can upload the video version on anchor it will convert to audio 
your work is zero the same video you push it everywhere oh. yeah the same video you uploaded on youtube you upload on youtube you upload on anchor done you're done there's nothing more to do yeah i have like a whole streamlined oh. thing when it comes to publishing a podcast just follow that publish a podcast every week yeah so right now is is anchor still free or it's it's, free. it's become a paid it's thing? free it's free there are other other platforms as wow. well which are paid but anchor is free and you should go and sign up simple right yeah it's it's very very easy and also one more question mm-hmm. so sound so right now um like so the studio that i'm going to go to is is quite like big yeah. so what happens is there's a lot of echo yeah. so um when when you're dealing with podcasts like how much like damping like you know foam do you actually put up you know uh, the the best thing that you should do uh, you know as a videographer that uh, the depth is depth is good it looks good if your uh, background length is large and yeah, things yeah. are far away and the wall is just not right next to you right uh, so you should put a curtain right behind your camera what is not recording curtain is the best damper if for some uh, in some way you can put a curtain from head to top then the bouncing will be reduced significantly because you know curtain will absorb like 90% of it and uh, and it is right next to you so if it is not too far away the echo won't be there the second the mic that you're using right now it's an omnidirectional mic so for obvious reasons it will catch everything this is a polaroid pattern so it does not catch anything from behind right so so it reduces oh, the echo okay. as well okay. so the first investment for you as a podcaster would be a dynamic mic that's important mm-hmm. you can keep on going like this but the audio quality that this provides it cannot be matched by any other mic the closest that you can get is i think uh, what was that sennheiser something which is a shotgun mic which is right outside the mm-hmm. frame um, that would be good but not as good as this because that is still far away right so i made all the youtube videos away, using right. this as well so this is what you need a lot of people confuse between this and condenser mics for condenser mic you you will need a very good studio very good acoustic uh soundproofing and it is a lot more investment because that's what singers use it really increases the quality right. of your voice but it is too sensitive so it does the opposite of what this does it catches every other background noise there is and especially for households it becomes difficult to stay quiet for everyone else it's not going to happen if nothing else like birds will be chirping outside you don't want your audience to be listening to that correct correct so so this thing uh, the polaroid pat- pattern is what you need to avoid number one the background and number two the echo you know what kartik i i have a course going on on my website on youtube where it, i've discussed everything about sound video you already know i'll just add it to you okay uh, just create an account i'll add it and to the audience if you are interested i'll leave the link down in the description box so this is what you need try to work towards this mic because this is going to be a permanent thing mm. now this is something that you have seen for the past 2 years right this was there it's yes. a great investment i've been using it for like 3 years and that just disqualifies 80% of your competition because if there's no audio there's no podcast right podcast is all audio most of the yeah. people listen to podcast they don't watch podcast nobody saw our faces for the past one <laughs> hours right and actually this is what yeah. i tell even to youtubers 
The first investment is not your camera. The first investment is your audio. The retention audio. is mostly dependent on audio. If you walk into a video, brilliant quality and thrashy audio, you're probably going to walk out because it is annoying. Video we can deal with, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So so I'll, I'll guide you more about what mics you should take. There are a lot of alternatives. Just don't do one thing. Don't you get that blue, <laughs> blue Yeti thing that a lot of people are getting, right? So that's again like an omnidirectional one. That's not the best you can do. Okay, invest once, invest properly. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, 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 for for sure. This is this is going to have a longer conversation after this. Yep, for sure. And I'll I'll add you to it so you can just keep on going. Ask any question that you want. Okay. And uh, cool, done deal. That's about it. Unfortunately, we have to close it. I swear to God, I can go one more hour, but <laughs> I I will miss my train that I have paid very expensively for. <laughs> Everything is so much costly. <laughs> so so we are going to end this podcast over here, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to get Karthik back yeah, over here you. very soon, uh, so that <laughs> so that we get to know more about the whole videography thing. I think this is something that we should do every now and then. And Karthik, please start your start start your podcast and videos more regularly on your youtube channel. yes and and link will be down and in the description box so you can check out his channel now you have pressure now those people will this. be coming in <laughs> so you better start <laughs> posting <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and uh thank you for this like i think at each point of time i think these podcasts help me get you know driven because yeah. <laughs> i i miss being in front of the camera i don't i don't like you know it's we we are mostly behind the camera mm, always, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's nice to be in front of it for a change. Yeah. But uh, no, bro, I I, I listen to your uh, I listen to your podcast a lot, and I'm thank grateful to be a part of this. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for being over here. It was my pleasure, and uh, thank we'll, you so much. We'll too. do it again soon. I'll I'll make sure that we do. I. <laughs> for sure next time i'll i'll be i'll be try i'll try to be more technically oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll level it up. might be yeah. a lot better <laughs> we'll level it up all done right. deal brother done deal all right guys see you the podcast is available on all the audio platforms as well so if you prefer that the links will be down in the description or just search for ashish ranjan talks on all the audio platforms you know how it goes see you next time till then bye bye all right, Karthik. It was a long one, but I I don't feel that it was uh, long. I think it was one and a half hour long again. Do, I think this was this was more like our our general conversation. Yeah, it Let was fun. Stop recording it this. It was fun. It was a convenient conversation. Ah.